Sadnam. Good morning, everyone. It's Meditation Monday again, and uh, we're starting a new week. We're nearing the end of the year, the year of 2018, and we're getting ourselves ready for a new year ahead of us. And uh, yeah, we've been uh, uh, in, the, in Amsterdam now since a few weeks. We're back. We've been traveling a lot over the past few months. So for us, it has also been a great opportunity to touch base, literally, and to look back, uh, realize what we've done over the past year, years, <laughs> and uh, to, uh, we've gained a lot of insights and uh, a lot of clarity and also uh, a lot of beautiful opportunities to look ahead and to really feel what we want to create and manifest next year. So I hope all of you, you will have the opportunity to make some time for that now that the end of the year is coming. And uh, if you have uh, participated in the de-stress sadhana, hopefully uh, it has also brought you a lot of clarity. Um, because a lot of the stress actually that we experience in our life is because we're not clear about things. And then we start to feel restless and the mind gets a lot of space to take us all over the place and often it takes us to uh, anxious thoughts or it brings us, it brings us into worry. Uh, so it's very good to stay aware and stay conscious. And that of course is the aim of our spiritual practice, that is the aim of our practice with Kundalini Yoga, to be aware, to be conscious, so that we have the power of choice. And that is our topic for today, our theme for this Meditation Monday, the power of choice. Um, for those of you who are watching for the first time, let me just shortly introduce myself. My name is Marika. I am from the Netherlands and together with my partner Tim, we founded uh, the online Kundalini Yoga School um, almost three years ago, in March next year. It's going to be three years. And we've started to share through this online platform. It's not just Facebook and Instagram. We have an actual online school, a website where we share a lot of beautiful kriyas and meditation videos that we've shot all over the world. If you've never looked, I truly encourage you to take a look because we try to create pure art uh, at astonishing places all over the world. So uh, also, uh, I mean, beauty is something that, every, that resonates with people. When there is beauty, it like touches your heart. There is a certain harmony and there's, it can open up a certain willingness already to take a step forward in your spiritual progress. Because there is like a recognition, because we all have that beauty inside of us. And when it's reflected, it's like a recognition. That's a little sideway. <laughs> So the reason we started this school is because we feel that a commitment to a spiritual practice, a commitment to yourself, is what is actually the most important thing in your life so that you can actually really enjoy your life instead of being just run by conditioning and habits. Habits that don't necessarily promote you but can even demote you and can have a really strong impact in your life. So habits is actually the theme that we are discussing this whole month because in the month of December, what do most of us do? We start to look at our habits and we start to condemn them most of the time. A lot of times we're like, this is not good, I should not be doing this, I want to change that, this should be different. And then we bring up the so-called good resolutions for the new year. 
but um, what we see happen often, often is that you start the new year, you're all motivated and you stick to your new year resolutions and it will last for maybe a week and then you're back into what you've been doing before, then you bash yourself up about it and you're back where you started and maybe even worse because you feel really guilty, it sucks and then course well, you have this uh, this term also what is it called blue monday or something like this the third monday in the new year when everybody starts to feel really depressed because we couldn't hold on to our good new year resolutions so what is it that we need if we truly want to come overcome our habits we need a lot of things but a lot the main thing the most important thing we need is being aware being conscious so over the past few weeks, we've been looking into habits already. Uh, two weeks ago, I shared a Meditation Monday about resistance, because one of the things you're definitely going to encounter at the moment you want to uh, transform or release certain habits uh, is resistance, because habits are so ingrained in your system and the egoic mind uh, is really identified with it. It feels like it's you and then something comes and wants to change that, then the ego goes like, <laughs> we also discussed the fight, flight and freeze. So you st either start to fight the thing that you feel is trying to touch you, or you start to run away from it, or you just like freeze and you don't do anything anymore. So the moment you start to uh, and, uh, take up, you pick up a daily practice, yes, you're gonna hit these habits because there's going to, going to be a shift in your awareness, a shift in your consciousness. You will start to look at things differently. It's, it has to, it can't, you can't do a spiritual practice and there will be no shift or unless you really are just looking at your Instagram account with your mudra in the air. <laughs> Maybe then nothing will happen. But if, you, if there is a, a, a genuine uh, willingness to commit to it, some transformation will occur and thus resistance will come because then you need to make a conscious decision, you need to make a choice. You will encounter these habits and then you need to be very firm and very present, very aware. Are you going to go along with what you know, the habit, or are you going to open up the space for what you don't, do not know, the unknown, something that you feel like, ooh, but I don't know if that's really me or uh, it feels way out of my comfort zone, all these terms, we hear them all of the time. And uh, what I actually feel with Kundalini Yoga, it's not so much about getting out of your comfort zone, it's more about stretching it. <laughs> You're, you, with your practice, where we do a lot of work to expand literally also with the arms and the breath and making sure that we get more prana circulating in the system, we, it's like we stretch our physical and energetic bodies. So in that stretch, there is more room to move. Instead of everything being like firmly in place and we wanna keep it in that certain shape, we start to move the shape, we start to move the energy. So things can start to shift in that expansion, in that stretch. So let's, instead of saying, I'm going out of my comfort zone, just say I'm going to stretch my comfort zone. Maybe that already feels a little bit better, no? <laughs> 
And uh, while you're stretching that comfort zone, actually you're going to become really comfortable being in the stretch comfort zone and that will allow space for more movement to come in because you're able to hold space for it. So you will be able to hold space for the resistance, you will be able to hold space for emotions or uh, mind attacks that come up because that is also something that really happens a lot when you're willing to transform the mind is going to bring up the old games and you really need to stay aware and present to not go with the old story and it will come back again and again and again and you need to train your spiritual muscle to say okay there is that beggar again knocking on my door with the strange same old story i open the door I again give him food and then the next day he's coming again and then you wonder why is he coming back every day because you keep on feeding the same old story so we need to use the power of choice to say yes to our higher self to um, our expanded self instead of saying yes to what is trying to limit us and hold us back okay so that is the first thing that always we encounter is the resistance because we're stretching it out and then tim last week was talking about structure of course we need structure in this physical realm otherwise we couldn't operate there couldn't be any exchange uh, there couldn't be any movement structure is needed in this physical realm and we need to find a way to move in that structure and to be aware of the certain structures and patterns that we create ourselves and that are created for us. Do, how do we feel within a certain structure? Does that structure suit us? Or do we actually need to create another structure for ourselves? And again, to know these two, to really understand what your need is, that's what we've been looking deeply into in the de-stress sadhana, we really looked into, okay, what is it that I truly need? Because most of our stress actually we experience it because we have unfulfilled needs and we're not aware of it. So we start to feel uncomfortable and we start to react. We start to blame the situation, we start to blame other people. So we're like in a constant uh, um, confrontation or in a constant state of conflict, which is very stressful. And when we don't realize that actually we are bypassing certain needs that we have, then uh, it's very hard to solve that stress. So structure, everything is structured and of course habits are also a structure. Uh, and, and let me make that very clear, habits are not per se wrong. It's not about right or wrong here. It's a way for us to keep progressing and to keep moving in our lives. If we didn't have certain habits, every single day we had to rediscover everything can you imagine what life would be like if you didn't remember that you needed to brush your teeth or prepare how to prepare your food or that you need to go which way you need to go to your work or your job or if all these memories would not be in place if you had no habits at all <laughs> it would be like utter chaos and we we i mean it would be like one big mess so we need structure and we need habits but again, we need that awareness and consciousness to be very clear, to have the clarity, there's that word again, to make the distinction between habits that are actually uplifting us and habits that take us down. So that brings us again to the topic of today, the power of choice. When you embark on a spiritual path, 
I am quite sure that there is a willingness in you to transform. And probably you start on a spiritual journey because you feel that the cert a certain structure or certain patterns that you've created in your life, that you experience in your life are not fitting you anymore. It's like that personality that I said is like too tight and you're like stuck. So you want to stretch it out and you want to expand and evolve and grow and transform so that you can um, let go of what you're not and be more of who you are. So that is, in my opinion, what a spiritual practice is about. And that's why I personally love Kundalini Yoga so much because it hits, it goes straight to the core. It really works on just that, to really make you aware and conscious and awake and to really let you experience all the limitations and all the fogginess of the mind and all the projections of the mind right there on your mat when you're doing your meditation or your Kriya so that you can train yourself in being aware while you do your practice so that you can take that within your day and actually you start to experience your whole day as one big practice where you can uh, where you are invited and challenged but every challenge to me is an invitation <laughs> to stay aware and make a conscious decision when you feel a certain need to say something like it's like on the tip of your tongue but you know actually it's not a kind thing to say or it's not an uplifting thing to say or it is something that is coming from an old way of behaving then you have the power to keep your mouth shut <laughs> so that you can actually start to transform a situation that power of choice that is what you gain through your spiritual practice, through your commitment to your higher self. And uh, that is a way to overcome certain habits that you feel that are holding you back or keeping you small, that are preventing you from living your full potential. And that is the reason why we started the online school, because we feel that Kundalini Yoga is like the, well for us, the most powerful tool we know to really start living your full potential and to take out everything that is holding you back from that. And in the beginning, I mean, you maybe there's you're not absolutely sure what it is, but you just there is an intuitive knowing that something needs to change. Or I'd rather use the word transform, because as you are, you are perfect. And when we have the idea that we continuously need to change, like what we are now is not good enough, it needs to be different, that is also a mind trap. But so for me, I would rather put it like there, that there is a recognition, a willingness to transform, to transform in a way of behaving that serves you better. So instead of changing, I would rather use the word transformation, growing, uh, becoming more aware and conscious. And, um, a big part of your in your uh, in the physical system because of course with yoga and kundalini yoga we work with the physical body uh, and uh, Yogi Bhajan says that if you want a trans transformation in the personality has a lot to do with the frontal lobe of the brain which is like the word uh, indicates in the front part of the brain that controls the um, personality. It's where the hypothalamus is and the pituitary gland and the ashna chakra, your intuition, your insight, your clarity, your vision. 
and when the frontal lobe is uh, clogged then we get really foggy and off track and overreactive because it is in the frontal lobe that these habits and patterns uh, connected to our personality are constructed and uh, mes mesmerized that's where our emotional memory is in the frontal lobe and the emotional memory is not just you it is really what you've learned from your parents and from your ancestors so there is a very strong habitual way of reacting emotional reacting to things that you've just been given just by where you were born the parents that you have and your ancestors and how they were dealing with things and again this is not about right or wrong this is just how it is but when you take the decision, and I already talked about this, I think two weeks ago, when you take the decision to embark on a spiritual journey and to wake up out of certain patterns and, and structures that are keeping you uh, stuck, then you're actually starting to transform these habits. And that is a very important work, but it's not necessarily easy because uh, these habits, they are, they've been with you all your life and with your parents, so they feel absolutely real. Uh, and it's like breaking down your whole way of viewing the world, like almost like everybody believing the world is flat, it's not round, and everybody's totally convinced that it's a flat world, and then all of a sudden, in a meditation, you realize that actually, no, the world is not flat, the world is round. And everybody else says, no, the world is flat. But you said, no, but the world is round. I've seen it in my mind's eye where I feel that it's actually ringing more true. So then you have like a whole system that you have to like transform to, to make it more round instead of flat. Maybe that's a weird example, but I'm just trying to convey to you that it's pretty tough to change these habits because they are so ingrained, not just in you, but in your whole ancestry line. And that is most, mostly physically, uh, it's, it's in the frontal lobe of the brain. So a lot of practice that we do in Kundalini Yoga, of course we look at the third eye point and Yogi Bhajan says it should become heavy like lead. So you really feel like a pressure and that is when things are changing in the frontal lobe. When uh, new connections can be made and the, the, clogged, the clogged emotions and the clogged reactions can start to clear uh, so that we can become more open and the intuition can start to work again the clarity the insight um, so what i would like to do with you today is to work on that frontal lobe because if you if you want to change a habit and that's now i'm going back to the, the new year resolutions that i started with in the beginning of this meditation monday what do you think is the reason these New Year resolutions never really work? Do you have an idea? Why is it that people have like, they know exactly, they know what actually serves them better, but they can't stick to it, they can't commit to it. Let's, let's use the example that you have a garden. And in that garden there are certain weeds, okay? I think every plant is a plant, but certain plants we say, okay, that's a beautiful flower, I want it in my garden, and that weed is just taking over my whole garden if I don't take it out. 
at, uh, at a proper time it will be everywhere and my flowers are growing a lot. So a weed. Let's say you have a garden and you want to make sure that a certain weed is not going to overrule your whole garden. What do you need to do? If you just cut it off with a scissor, within two weeks it's going to be all over the place again. If you keep just cutting it off like that, it's going to come back again and again. And I feel saying that you are not going to smoke anymore or you're going to eat more healthy or you're actually going to the gym and la 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 la. If you just say these things, you're just actually cutting the weed off. But you're forgetting to go to the roots. First, we need to go to the root issue. What is actually happening? Why is it that you're smoking? Why is it that when you feel a little bit sad or lonely, you start to stuff your face? Why are you not moving? Why are you not taking proper care of your body, your temple? Why is it that you are neglecting it? What is at the root of that issue? So if we don't go to the roots and take these roots out, we can keep cutting and cutting and cutting, but it will come back again and again and again. So the invitation is to go to the roots of it and be very open and honest and willing to experience and feel what is happening there. Now, as human beings, we have our physical body and we have our energetic bodies and we have what we call the chakras, which is like the, the exchange between the energy field around us and the prana and the energies uh, outside of our field and the exchange from within and outside of the body, like wheels of energy. And these chakras, they develop over our life. And in the first uh, three, four years of your life, you mainly develop the lower chakras so that you get grounded on this planet, so that you start to embody your physical body, so that you make sure that you survive, so that you can start to feel emotions and pleasure and connection, not just one, but two, but two can become one again. And you discover your willpower, like that's when kids are like two or like three-ish, they become like, no, that's like the third chakra. <laughs> so all these, these, these lower chakras, the first three chakras, we develop them mainly when we're very small. And of course they keep developing, but these first years in our lives are very important. So a lot of uh, things that at that time we can't yet intellectually understand from the, the behavior of our parents, the behavior in our family, the things that you encounter in the society. You can't intellectually understand them, but they do have an impact energetically on you. So a lot of things are stored in our first chakras and in Kundalini Yoga we call this the lower triangle. They are like our roots. So also a lot of our uh, the addictional behavior or uh, emotional issues, a lot of it is here. So what we want to do at this, the end of this year, or not, not we don't just want it, we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to do the Roots for Life Sadhana. We're going to meditate for at least 11 days. We were opening the, 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 the gate, so to say, for you to make that first experience to meditate for 11 days with a meditation that works on the lower triangle. So we're gonna hit the energy of the first three chakras and bring it up to the heart so we can infuse it with wisdom and love and compassion and it can start to transform and that energy 
can gradually come up to the higher centers where we will gain more clarity, insight and intuition. But first we need to go down, we need to touch base, we need to create an overview, we need to be really honest, we need to be present with ourselves and hold space for ourselves while we stretch it. <laughs> so we're going to start that on Saturday and I really encourage you if you are every year struggling with your New Year's resolutions and you beat yourself up about it and you're not looking at the roots, you're just cutting off the weeds, then I really invite you, encourage you to join this sadhana with us. It's going to be beautiful and amazing. We're starting on the 22nd of December and on the 1st of January 2019. It will be the last, uh, the 11th day, but of course we uh, will encourage you to keep it up. But for 11 days, we're really going to guide you and really bring you to the core, to the roots of what we need to look at at this point in our lives. Also, it's going to start the day after winter solstice. And I don't know if you are aware of winter and summer solstice. Winter solstice is when the days are going to become longer again. So we are transforming towards the light and we go deep into the darkness. And in the darkness, we, 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 we feel, we experience what needs to be brought to the light. That's winter solstice. And Yogi Bhajan says it's a very auspicious time to really also celebrate your life, to feel the roots of your life, so that you, uh, yeah, you, bring your, you bring in your consciousness so that you can really embrace this gift of life that you've been given. And at winter solstice week, the, the serum in the body, the fluids, so the spinal serum and the fluids in the body can change. So if at that time you commit yourself to a practice that brings you into a higher frequency, you will benefit it for, from it for the rest of the year. So that being said, Roots for Life, starting on the 22nd, uh, we're going to the roots, but it's very powerful to combine it with a practice that really works on the frontal lobe. So you root yourself, you ground yourself, but at the same time we do the work here. Uh, so that uh, patterns and emotional memories that are stored in the body, unresolved feelings, that's truly what we're going to hit with the meditation in the 11-day sadhana, they can be released, but it can also trans start to transform in the frontal lobe. So that's what we're going to do now. So if you want to join uh, the 11-day sadhana, uh, it would be great to, for example, do that meditation in the morning and then do this meditation in the evening or vice versa, or you can do the one after the other. That's up to you. It depends on how much time you have. Um, so let's do it. Long story short, let's do it. <laughs> Bring your hands together in front of your heart center. Close your eyes and straighten your spine. If you're sitting on the floor, great. If you're sitting on a chair, make sure that you keep your two feet firm on the ground and straighten the spine, lengthen the neck. The eyes are closed and the shoulders relaxed. You can roll your shoulders back so that the chest is automatically lifted a bit more. And then feel your hands together. The thumbs are gently touching the sternum. Connect the breathing with the navel. So as you inhale, the navel comes forward. As you exhale, you pull the navel in towards your spine. 
and see if you can use your applied awareness to really slow down your breath. It's not just making it deeper, but you're also making it longer. You really give time to breathe. Exhale, rub your hands for a moment. And keep rubbing, taking a deep, full breath. Exhale. And then again, place your hands at the heart. Nice, long, straight spine. Shoulders relaxed. And we're going to tune in with the Adi Mantra. Om, O, N, G. Namo, Guru, Dev, Namo. Om Namo, I bow to that infinite creative energy, Guru Dev, the divine wisdom that transforms from darkness to the light, especially at the, at the winter solstice coming, it's a very nice recognition, the transformation that is always happening from darkness to the light. Om Namo, Guru Dev, Namo, we will chant it together three times, inhale to begin. seal of energy that we create and we put our body in a specific form to direct the life force energy the prana to move through our system in a specific way so that like I said we can like use that energy in the form to get the things that are really cemented that are like ingrained in us uh, which it can feel like a a very strong structure it can start to loosen up and things can start to shift and transform and like I said today what we're going to do we're going to really work on that frontal lobe that is controlling our personality and what is the beauty of this meditation is the Jogi Bhajan says it will strengthen your commitment to your higher self and this is something that we need mostly if we want to make new year resolutions that work we need to commit to who we truly are instead of just being a habitual creature that's going on automatic pilot and then just wondering why does this keep happening to me all right <laughs> so you stick your right arm out with the palm facing up and your left arm also parallel to the floor both arms with the palm facing down so left palm 
facing down, right palm facing up, right hand connecting to the heavens, left hand connecting to the earth. Make sure you don't pull your shoulders up to your ears. Really relax the shoulders back, lift the heart center and keep your chin a little bit tucked in. The eyes closed at the third and focused at the third eye point and in this position we're going to do the breath of fire. So let me just relax your hands if you have them in the mudra for now, you know what to do. But I just want to take you through the breath of fire quickly because maybe some of you are watching and you've never done the breath of fire before. So breath of fire is a rapid in and exhalation through the nose only. We do it different ways but then your, your teacher will always tell you what to do. But default mode in breath of fire is through the nose. There is a rapid movement of the navel that is connected to the breath. As we exhale, the navel moves inward. As we inhale, we actually just release the navel. So automatically the body will pull the air into the lungs. So it looks like this. That's like a medium pace. And if you're really familiar with it, it could also be like this. That's very fast. But for those of you who are watching and who have never done this before, we're gonna do something funny. I'm gonna invite you to do a happy little puppy breath. That means you just open your mouth wide, you stick your tongue out and you pant like a happy little puppy. Close your eyes and really feel how your navel just automatically moves up and down. It's like your body recognizes it. You don't have to think about it, it's natural. Okay, then deeply inhale through the nose. Exhale. And now do exactly the same thing, but only through your nose. All right, that's it. Inhale deeply. Exhale. It's quite effortless and all the work is being done by the navel so you don't have to squeeze your face or move your shoulders up and down. Sometimes I see people doing like this. That's not breath of fire. <laughs> it's entertaining but it's not a breath of fire. <laughs> the breath of fire is here at the navel center. So if you're new to this and you're getting confused just to switch to the happy puppy breath Feel how the navel moves and then switch back to the breath of fire. So, mudra, arms are out in front of you with the right palm facing up and the left palm facing down. I'm going to put my timer, we're going to do it for, um, sorry, you need to work up to 11 minutes, but we're going to do it for 3 minutes together now. So that all of us who are totally new to this can manage and then if you want you can uh, extend the time over time when you gain more um, capacity and stamina. Alright, so arms are sticked out, make sure your shoulders are relaxed, look at the third eye point and there we go. Breath of fire. Make sure you consciously feel that you're lifting your heart 
and you're not pulling up the shoulders to the ears, you really stretch your arms out, keep doing the breath of fire, keep your arms parallel to the floor. Spine straight and the chin tucked in towards the neck. Keep looking at the third eye point, eyes inward and up in between the eyebrows. If you feel the breath is too much for you, switch to a long deep breath and pick it up once you feel ready. work the navel point. Last 20 seconds. Inhale as deep as you can. Keep your arms in the mudra. Don't move and bring all your focus to the spine. Feel your whole spine from the roots, from muladhara, from the base of the spine. Go up along the spine, feel the neck, feel the back of your skull and feel your, the top of your head. Concentrate on the spine, we're making sure that that serum in the spine is flu flowing like with this winter solstice, it's an important time to work on it so that we can shift and progress and grow and transform and now you exhale out through the mouth <sighs> inhale deeply and again feel your spine feel it long and straight and firm one straight line with all the chakras along it feel the base and feel the top of your head keep looking at the third eye point feel the frontal part the frontal lobe of the brain Exhale out through the mouth. And one last time, inhale. Make sure you keep lifting your heart. Feel the spine.
and then exhale out through the mouth for the last time and relax your hands down. Now I invite you to stay with your eyes closed for a moment. Just relax your hands on your knees with the palms up or down. Turn your hands down if you feel the need to ground yourself more as you prefer. And just notice the sensations. Feel. And this feeling to me is so important because it brings you back to your intuition. You start to really open up for what you feel, which is, doesn't necessarily mean feeling emotions, but you start to feel the way the body is communicating with you through your nervous system. Your nervous system is the link between the unseen and the material world, the seen. Through the nervous system we can sense these energies, we can receive these impulses and they can be translated through feeling into insight, intuition, direction, clarity, guidance. A guidance towards living your purpose and staying true, being committed to your higher self and thus to the greater good of this world. Now gently open your eyes, wink your eyes a little bit, like if your eyelashes were the wings of a butterfly, bring yourself back. And that was only three minutes. Can you imagine if you do that 11 minutes when you build up your strength or maybe you are already a very trained and committed yogi and three minutes is easy peasy for you then of course you can go for 11 minutes. But if you're totally new to this practice, and also some people were asking questions about the meditation that we're doing for the lower triangle, it has quite a challenging mudra and they start to experience a lot of cramp uh, because of the mudra. And this is normal because with a mudra we affect the way the energy circulates through the body. So if there is a strong obstruction in that energy flow, you're gonna feel it. So there also I advise you with the Roots for Life meditation or the meditation for the lower triangle, if you feel it's too challenging to start with, give yourself some time to allow these channels to open up for the obstructed energy to start flowing again. And this is going to also work on emotional residues and unresolved feelings that are still inside you. So it goes hand in hand. But if you feel that that mudra is too much for you, then also start with three minutes and take your time to gradually exp expand the practice time. So that's it for today. I'm very happy that you are here, are here with me and uh, I'm very much looking forward, we are very much looking forward to end 2018 all together with you uh, with the 20, with the, sorry, the 11 days sadhana roots for life. And like I mentioned, it's a wonderful idea to do this meditation that I've just shared with you in combination with really working uh, at the roots. So you're changing it at root level, you're not just cutting things off and throwing it away and waiting it for, for it to grow again. We're going deep into the roots and at the same time we stimulate transformation in the frontal lobe. And then I'm pretty sure that you're going to have an awesome start of 
2019. So if you want to be part of the, the 11 day sadhana, we left the link uh, above the video. And uh, if you're watching via Instagram, the link is in our bio, Roots for Life Sadhana. And uh, I wish you all a very beautiful week. Stay conscious, use the power of choice, use it wisely. What do you give your energy to? What do you give your attention to? Expand it, stretch that awareness, be present and use the power of choice. Commit to your higher self. Bring your hands together, close your eyes and we'll chant that mantra that reminds us again and again to what we truly are, not just a collection of habits and patterns and memories, but something that is infinite way greater than that. In an infinite way, it is the infinite. Sadnam, my true self, my true name. Inhale deeply to begin. So Peace to all, love to all, light to all, Sadna.